Welcome to the dumbest smart guy podcast on the planet. This is the Central Unintelligence Podcast. Yes, sir. You know that sound. It means it's time for yet another episode of the Central Unintelligence Podcast. As always, my name's Josh. Here today with my good buddy Adam. Howdy. And I guess this is cause for celebration, or it's noteworthy at least, that this episode of the Central Unintelligence Podcast is episode number 20. Two zero milestone achieved. We have <laughs> we have made it to episode number 20. And I have to say, feels pretty fucking good. Feels good, man. Yeah, feels fucking great. Feels excellent. Feels as a matter good, of fact. .mkv. Oh yeah, <laughs> .mkv. <laughs> what's the uh what's the like WM the Windows Movie Player video. WMA? WMA, yeah. <laughs> feels feels good. PSP, dude. Yeah, feels good. Feels good. Dot PSP. <laughs> oh man. Wait, is that right? Is that the Photoshop? No, it's PSD. I think is Photoshop. Oh, Photoshop. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. But anyways, so on today's episode, we have a few things that uh, we we wanted to discuss, and one of those things, well, we'll say right off the bat, we're going to talk about this new thing called Disease X everybody's been fucking running their mouth about and uh, possibly some covid related things as well to that we're going to talk about the the old boy houthis out there in yemen and all the shit they've been doing and then we're going to talk about uh we're going to talk about an issue or a, a warning that had been issued a notice to airmen a notam that had been issued and and w- what i think it is but I, i'll we'll get there and then also on the on the docket we have north korea just in general, I think just a, just a general discussion about North Korea. And obviously they've been ramping up and doing their bullshit. Like we talked about last episode or the one before that with the fucking with South Korea, but we're going to go a little deeper into it. And then, yeah. So anyways, did you have anything though, uh, that you wanted to discuss oh, yeah. today? Oh yeah. Uh, what, what I mean, this isn't, you can't, nobody can visually see this, but <clears throat> yeah. uh, there's a subreddit called Ukraine, Ukraine war report. Okay. All which right. is kind of a uh, firsthand, videos it's like people who are there right yeah okay uh well actually there's different you know there's a oh yeah means of reporting but yeah right i mean it could be from like second sources. yeah okay. yeah well anyways there's a there's this aerial aerial footage of i well i actually don't know if this is the russian tank or the ukrainian tank but there's footage of a t90m is that is that ours that's russian i believe that russians all start with like t something so okay well anyways this bitch is getting lit up with artillery artillery rounds 25 Damn. millimeter uh i think artillery is that what is it is that what it is uh, 25 millimeters usually grenades or they have the they're those grenades that you can shoot out from the gun i think those are 20 millimeter but then 25 might be mortars mortars yeah all right well anyways well, mortars is, is technically getting, still artillery i guess but yeah, yeah uh those bitches are getting lit up and i'm like this is okay i know this is gonna sound awful but that shit was sweet dude <laughs> it, it appeals to 
the Neanderthal portion of my brain that wants to go unga bunga. Yeah, yeah. And, and just start flinging leaves unga and feces. And uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's like the monolith in, uh, in uh, 2001 Space Odyssey when they're all freaking out. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. God, it's, it's so cool. War. I, I, I don't want to say war is cool or anything, but for this instance, I was like, oh, holy shit, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. All right. So generally, artillery ranges from 105 to 155. And then for mortars, it's 60, 80, and 120 millimeter for mortars. Mm-hmm. So... It's likely one of those. It's some sort of artillery or some know. sort of. I don't know. I don't, well, you said it's shit exploding, right? So. Yeah. I mean, it, it looks like it unless the unless they hit a fucking like gas tank and it just. It just it fucking just, lit it up. Yeah. Well, shit. I mean, I, I would imagine. Oh, I mean, it is Russian equipment, but I would hope that the Russians would at least be smart enough to put the gas tank, uh, an armor around it so that you can't just shoot it and just fucking blow the whole tank up. Hey, man. I mean, as, as stupid as they may seem, they we have what they're black. Would you say they're Blackhawks or are? Well, I mean, the, the the company, whatever that makes Blackhawk, what is it, Sikorsky? I, they're technically, I think they're a Russian company. So, I mean, are are we well, just as stupid for, for, maybe, for having know. their aircrafts for our shit as well? Because, I mean, not, not that we would know, but, I mean, if they had a failsafe or, you know, a, an off switch that they could just turn off at any moment. Oh, shit. You know what? What? It's U.S.? Lockheed, I think Lockheed owns them now. Oh, so it's it's now ours. Let me see. Well, because Sikorsky, well, it's, it says now it's an American company, but yeah, it was established by aviation pioneer Igor Sikorsky in 1923. So this must have turned into an American company at some point because that dude's definitely, I mean, he's definitely, whoa, wait, wait. Lockheed Martin is, yeah, Lockheed Martin does own it. They're the parent company. So... Oh, okay. So I guess. Shit, man, I guess I guess it really technically was never actually a Russian company. Then I guess I was wrong about that because the guy came here and started it. He was a Russian immigrant and he came here and started this company he, he making helicopters. A, he was a defective. I yeah, he was a defector from defective. Russia yeah, in the in the 20s. So this would have been pre. No, wait, when was the Russian Revolution? It was right after World War One, right? Uh, 1917, I think. Yeah, so... Or 1912? 19-something, yeah. So then this was post-communism then. So this was... Commun- like, he was he defected during communism, yeah, so... Mm. Interesting. So You so, learn something new every day. Kind of questionable that they stuck with the... Well, I mean, if you're, if you're going to make a company and... I don't know. Maybe that's the Red Scare talking, but the the Sikorsky, like the the name alone, you're like, sounds sounds questionable, man. It does sound questionable, man. But now that Lockheed fucking owns it, it's, oh, 100%, you know, it's good to go. So that's good. That's good. So anyways, okay. So the video shows, uh, do you have the video queued up? Uh, We can watch it real quick or I can see it. It's not, it's not much. It's it's like a, it's like a, uh, you know, it's like a three second video or what is it? Let's see. It's a 17 second video. Oh, yeah, let me just see it real quick. All right, so it's just the middle of a field. Man, what the fuck? Okay, so that's not artillery. I'm telling you that right there. Yeah. That's likely, I mean, it, it looks like it's probably something, Jesus Christ, it just fucking explodes. It just, it just annihilates it immediately. <clears throat> it looks like it's fucking a recoilless, one of those recoilless rifles. So it's it's definitely some kind of anti-tank weapon because it's, it's firing at a, a high rate of speed. So... 
It's probably God damn. Yeah, that's cool. It's it's probably it's pro- okay. You know how they have the uh, like the APCs have those guns on the top. Um, it's kind of like a turret, and it's just a really small. It's not like a big ass tank cannon, but it's yeah. like a smallish so kind of cannon. What are you expecting to do with that? Because it's is it armor piercing rounds into the tank so that you shoot with the the uh, passengers or the the people inside the tank itself? Like, what are you trying to do with those? Yes. Okay. So usually with the theory on tanks, at least my understanding is when you're when you're when tanks are shooting and they're fighting at each other, there's they have these a couple different options. They have the high explosive rounds, which are designed to just fucking explode on contact. Then they have the high explosive incendiary rounds, which once they're fired, they're hot. So they're they're trying to burn through or melt through the armor when they explode. So there's that round. Then they have the Sabo rounds, which are essentially, it's a fucking tungsten projectile. It's a straight tungsten projectile that is in a casing that is the size. It's like a fucking giant. It looks like a giant, uh, like torpedo. Yeah. And it's, or, uh, you know, those little, uh, little sticks that Ninja use back in the day. It's like, it's like, it's not a throwing star, but it's like a straight stick and you can like throw it and it's, and it's like, it just stabs them. That's like what it looks like. And it's inside this casing Hmm. that literally as it explodes out of the barrel, the casing flies off and just this fucking, there's no explosive shit on it at all. It's just meant to penetrate armor and fuck shit up on the inside. So yeah, the theory being is you want to punch through the armor and explode the interior contents of the tank, thus killing everyone inside of it. And then essentially disabling the tank. So really, yeah. Or you want to, you know, you want to try to take out the track so it becomes immobile and then the the guys have to get out and fix it or reattach the treads. And then, then you can kill them then. Um, Yeah. There's, there's a lot of different uh, options when it comes to tanks. If you're fighting tank to tank, which that was probably something that's probably what that was. That was probably like one of those 20 millimeter or 40 millimeter. It's like a, it's kind of, I guess it's just called a cannon and it's just, it's got a magazine inside the little APC or whatever. And it just, it just goes and it, it just launches those fucking projectiles until the shit that they hit blows up basically. Yeah. I think, uh, I think I was, uh, listening to some, radio station that does use new segments. And they were talking about France also donating. I think it was tanks as well. So it's like, you know, if it's not us, at least somebody else is uh, contributing to their efforts. Uh, as long, the longer this war goes on, man, I mean, shit, I know what you think there's, there's a, there's an argument to be made that, the Russians will be uh, pulling out this one because consistently throughout history, they have won in numbers. Yeah. And, uh, but I also think, you know, they're not just fighting one country. They're fighting pretty much every NATO nation and, and funneling through Ukraine. Well, they're fighting every NATO nation's equipment. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Because, because like I said, I, I still stand by that. That the Ukrainians don't have the manpower that they there don't is. Either. I mean, dude, I, who the fuck knows how long? Who the fuck knows how long Russia can hold on before they set themselves back because of how many people 
I mean, who knows? I mean, it's got to be in the 500,000 range that people that died, right? So far on the Russian side, I don't know. Let me let me look that up. Uh, let's see if there's an accurate number. It'd be cool uh, to know how many total deaths have been in the Ukraine to every Russian death. Yeah. 2024. I bet you 10 bucks. It's like four to one. Oh, uh, you're probably right. Um, okay, so report card. This is okay. Ukraine. Jeez, there's no way these fucking numbers are right. <laughs> the Ukraine says that since February 24th, 2022. Since? Oh, no, wait. Hold on. That's the wrong one. Uh, Russia has. Okay, so th- let's just do this. This is like a report card of the whole war. Let's, this, this, this will be interesting. So since February 24th, 2022, Russia has taken 25,000 square miles which is 11% of the Ukraine. Okay, that's how much land they have taken. That's contested or uncontested land? That No, that's that's they have taken it. They, they have changed it. in control. The, they this, seized it. Yes, that's what they have taken. Okay. And the line of that 25,000 square miles is whatever is contested is the line. Since the... Okay, so since the August 29th, 2022 Ukrainian counteroffensive, the Ukraine has taken back 6,000 miles of that. 6,000 square miles of, of the, the shit that was taken from them. So total territory occupied. Let's see. Okay, military casualties. Here we go. Russia, 200,000 killed, severely wounded, and missing. So this is the total number. Of just- so we don't know what the ones that are for sure dead, severely wounded, or missing. But I would say severely wounded is probably like you can count that as a death, essentially. So I think... I mean, if they're removed from the battlefield. Right. Yeah. That counts as being a death, I guess. And then also missing is... Yeah, they're probably <laughs> yeah, dead. Yeah, they're, they're probably dead. So 200,000. The Ukrainians have 130,000 plus killed, seriously injured, and missing. Mm. So... Ne- never it's mind. not actually four to one. It's not even two to one. It's it's like one point three to one, I guess. Right? No. You said what number? You so said- it's uh. So okay. So it's one hundred thirty thousand plus is what. So we'll just we'll just say it's one hundred thirty thousand. And what was the rush? Two hundred thousand. So thousand. So for every one person that the that the Ukrainians kill, they're losing. A little more than over one and a half people. One, yeah, essentially. Well, a little less than one and a half people, I guess, technically. Less. Yeah. Which fucking sucks for them. Because, again, they have smaller numbers in general. Yeah. And that's where I'm saying eventually the line is going to be either someone else has to get involved and send the manpower or the Russians are just going to keep going in. Jesus Christ, man. Rush, the Russians have lost 7,000 tanks and armored vehicles. That's to fu- what? To, uh, Ukraine uh, the what? Ukraine's lost 4,900. Oh, no. Uh, 2,400 tanks and armored vehicles. Now, with that being said, the Ukrainians, there's no way that they had the same or close to the same number of, of armored vehicle and tanks that the Russians had. The Russians had the largest tank and mechanized. They had the largest mechanized combat unit in the world they were much they it, just in sheer numbers not in terms of quality obviously no, yeah, the quality, but yeah. but just in sheer numbers the russians had the number one most mechanized vehicles meaning tanks and are and apcs and that kind of shit right so i don't know i it'd be more interesting to know what percentage of their their forces have been lost i guess but 
that I guess we won't really know. Um, God, the Ukrainians have lost 25% of their GDP, man. <laughs> Fuck. That sucks. They hit them in the wheat, dude. The, they did. That's they, what fucked them. Yeah. And I don't know what what percentage of that <clears throat> means to their GDP, but they are the largest or rather one of the largest suppliers. I think they are. The, I think they're the largest, the technically the largest supplier because they're like 35 or something or 40 percent of the total wheat supply to the to the globe. Yeah. And that's why their flag is blue and gold, because it's supposed to represent the wheat fields in the blue sky. Mm. So that makes maybe, sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Russians, uh, their their GDP has uh, gone up one point two percent. And what's funny? Kill, killing it, uh, killing is my business. Yeah, exactly. And business, business is good. good. <laughs> <laughs> their uh, the the ruble to the U.S. dollar has dropped nine percent since the invasion. However, the Ukrainian I don't know how to say this word, Herivnia, which I'm assuming is well, that's like their dollar. Their dollar, yeah. Uh, it's dropped twenty percent. Since the invasion, it, it so makes sense. Jesus. Okay, here's a, okay. Here's another interesting fucking thing about. So Russia, no significant damage except the Kerch Stridge Bait Stridge Kerch Strait Bridge in terms of infrastructure. Okay, Ukraine, forty percent of their electric generating capacity has been destroyed or is currently occupied. Which fuck it's not to mention the countless fucking buildings and shit that's been destroyed none of that's actually in here but yeah that's fucking crazy man as long as they're fucking wars in their territory like if they can't go after russia then that's that's another thing is is if you're never actually able to hit the enemy where it counts yeah i mean it's it's just gonna be a continuous fucking battle just like with us with afghanistan and iraq right what did we do we were fucking halfway across the world they couldn't do shit to us here. So we're just there fucking them up. And sure, they just, well, the U.S. has a different war strategy in terms of that as opposed to what the Russians are doing in the Ukraine. Because we didn't just, I mean, well, we did a little bit. We didn't just indiscriminately kill civilians. I mean, we did a little bit, but not to the level that the Russians have done it to the Ukrainians for sure. So, I mean, they're just destroying infrastructure left and right like nobody's business. We went in there and gave them infrastructure. So the Russians, even though they consider the Ukrainians Russian ethnically, they they don't. They're they're all Slavic. Yeah, right. Well, they consider themselves the same ethnically. So it's like you would think, oh, you don't want to kill your own fucking people, right? That's what's crazy is, is how do you fucking fight a war against somebody who looks like you? You know what I'm saying? That's like like the craziest shit. It's the same way that Mexicans and... uh Central Americans Spain, oh, yeah. and, and, and South Americans can be distinct from one another and all. Well, I don't know if they all hate each other, but but th- but they, they consider themselves ethnically different. Mm. Like Mexicans don't see themselves on the same level as uh, Peruvians or uh, the only thing that you could vaguely say is that they're uh, they all started indigenous and then they yeah. had. Right. And then uh, when the Spanish came and which fucking, could be said about the, you know, the Slavic people as well, is that they true? All, maybe they were indigenous to the area, but they all became uh, distinct from one another because they developed their own language and culture and shit. So, right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I don't know, man. That's fucking crazy. And it's it's crazy to think that now coming up on February, essentially, this shit's been going on for two fucking years. It, dude, it it actually feels more like a flash in the pan than it has a long drawn out right. war. Yeah, I don't it doesn't feel like it's been going on for two fucking years, mm. which I don't know if that's 
I don't know if that's because of the the prevalence of coverage right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. It was literally everybody was like, "This is the end of the world. This is the beginning of World War Three." <laughs> yeah, and then now it's been two years, and they're still they're essentially in almost like a stalemate at this point. Yeah, so you know. Maybe because of the news cycle has dropped this off of the top story. And again, there have been a lot of other things that have happened that have overtaken it. Israel Hamas. Yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely for sure. But it was already, what, 18 months in when that happened? So, yeah, there's been there's been a lot of cool. I mean, no, hold on. <laughs> let me let me let me track that. Rephrase that. Yeah. Uh, Interesting, perhaps. Yes. Maybe it's that's, that's more neutral to. That's true. In terms of phrasing. Yeah. Uh, I mean that Sikh leader. That that, Sikh, oh, they got the, assassinated they got, in Canada. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's a whole other fucking. Yeah, that's that was interesting because it's like Canada is finger pointing at you know India and saying you guys took out the leader of the Sikh people. Yeah, when they were trying to create a referendum to have their own portion of you know to carve out their own country within India itself. And now all of a sudden he's gone. Yeah. And they can't do shit about it because nobody respects Canada. Ultimately. Yeah. I mean, they're not, they're out, they're not in the security council. They're not, they're not us. They don't have the military prowess True. that we do. So of course India's gonna be like, suck my ass. <laughs> yeah. What are you gonna do about it? What are you gonna do? You gonna come here and do something? Yeah. Do something. And yeah, it sucks because Canada can't really do shit about it unless they want to do something about it. But then you don't want us to start more shit. You don't. Yeah. I mean, cause then with I, all the other shit geopolitically that's going on right yeah, now, it, it feels like it could be a domino effect. Oh yeah. If it, uh, and this is, and this is the whole, just like the lead up to world war one, just like the lead up to world war two, it's everything slowly has been building over the last however many years. And it just takes one fucking little stupid thing potentially to just set the whole thing off you we we thought okay yeah ukraine invading russia oh yeah that's for sure or russia invading ukraine oh yeah that's that's it this is the beginning of world war three okay well that that didn't cause it oh uh this guy getting assassinated oh oh, that's something to start no that actually didn't do it oh israel hamas oh that's definitely fucking uh oh no that that actually didn't do it and now as we're gonna get into later this thing with the houthis and the iranians fucking shit up over there in the red sea and, and that's another that's a whole nother thing that is potentially a catalyst for a world global conflict, basically, because the, the lines, as I've said in the past, I feel like the lines are, have been drawn of who who's going to be on what side. And it's kind of to do with all these economic alliances and whatnot. Yeah, I feel uh, like that's kind of the the beginnings of it. So. Hold on, I think the cat's meowing. Let me go. Let me pause it real quick. Okay. All right. Now we're back. The fucking cat was meowing like a motherfucker, so I had to go let him out or let her out. But anyways, um, fuck was I saying about the domino effect or whatever of something so stupid potentially being it, and it wasn't any of these big things. So who knows what the fuck it's going to be or when it's going to be, really? Yeah. Uh. Well, are we, what, what the fuck were we on about? Well, we were on about Ukraine and like, that's what we were originally talking about. Oh, right. Uh, so are we transitioning over to the Houthis? Yeah, I think we're, well, I, yeah, since we were started talking about that, let's just transition into that. All right. So let me, uh, let me write down the timestamp real quick of 24 minutes. 
Um, yeah. Hooties. Okay, so Hooties, right? So a lot of people don't... I guess to give greater context, we did a whole episode in the past about the difference between Sunni and Shia Muslims and all that stuff, right, with the Middle East and then, you know, essentially how the Iranians consider themselves, you know, ethnically Persian, not, you know, Middle Eastern or whatever. They consider themselves to be better than everyone else. So to give greater context with Hamas is a proxy of kind of a a loosely affiliated proxy of Iran, right? The Houthis, which are based out of Yemen, are another one of these proxies that are affiliated with Iran. Iran funds them. They give them money. They give them weapons. The the overarching uh, theme that they all hate Israel. Correct. Yes. That is the thing. Well, much like the hate binds them together. The hate is their (laughs) motivator. (laughs) Yeah. And so where everybody was saying and talking all this shit about when Hamas did the whole thing with Israel. Oh man, now Iran's going to have to get involved because Israel's fucking up Hamas and all this stuff. The one thing that nobody really, I don't think understands is that yes, while they are loosely affiliated with Iran and yeah, they get a little bit of money. The Iranians don't give a shit about them because as we have talked about before, the Iranians are, wait, let me just make sure, let me just sure I got this right. I think they're, I think they're Shia. Yes. Wait. Uh, 90% of the Shia. Yeah. Yeah. Shia, Iran, Iranians are Shia, Shia Muslims. And so Hamas is the opposite. They are Sunni Muslims, majority. So, and they also are not ethnically Persian like the Iranians are. So the Iranians kind of really give a fuck about them. They're just kind of, eh, you know. If we if we sacrifice this pawn, who gives a shit? No, we don't even we don't even really like them that much. Is basically what Iran is saying. The Houthis are a little bit different because the Houthis are also Shia Muslim. They they are they are bound in brotherhood essentially because of that same sect of, sect of Islam. yeah because they believe in the same sect of Islam. And the Houthis do have they go back to trace their lineage to essentially Persian descent somewhat so generally the houthis are irrelevant in the global stage even in the stage in yemen essentially the houthis are have been mainly irrelevant that's not true though i mean they have been yeah now since the whole thing has happened with with israel iran has taken this opportunity to say hey brothers we're gonna be sacrificing these shitheads down here so this is a perfect opportunity for you to also harass now that the united states has sent two aircraft carrier groups, all this, all this shit over there into the Middle East. And so the Houthis decided, or I don't, they didn't decide, but I'm sure likely at the direction of Iran, that they, they've been harassing shipping lanes and they've been attacking with unmanned suicide drones and actual anti-ship missiles, the cargo ships that are in the area, they've been attacking them. And so they've they've actually been successful. They've hit a couple. They have caused. I saw this live map, which was the craziest shit I've ever seen. It was a live map of of naval traffic throughout the world. And so when you go into that area um, around Yemen, which I just I want to look it up real quick, just so I make sure I get the fucking right. Uh, you know, 
uh, thing on the map. The Yes, the Red Sea. Okay, so when you get into that area that's around Yemen and there is a the Gulf of Aden or whatever and all that all that shit over there, the 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 Strait of Hormuz, which goes through there, which basically connects the Middle East, Africa, and essentially all the shit in Asia to Europe. It's like the connection point to go to Europe. So you don't have to go all the way around uh, fucking Africa. Yeah. Yeah. So you see the shipping lanes, you see all the traffic going and you see it. And then all of a sudden, once the first ship hits, it starts slowing down, gets hit, it starts slowing down. Second to now, it is very few, if any, that are traveling that route, they have all decided that it's much safer and cheaper to just go down Fuck. all the way around the Horn of Africa and come all the way back up to essentially travel. I would say it's, I mean, Christ, it's got to be another fucking like five or 6,000 nautical miles at least that they're doing extra, maybe even more than that. It's probably much greater than that. I'm just, I just don't want to over-exaggerate it and make, make it seem like it's like crazy. But compared to the route that they were going through the uh, Strait of Hormuz, it's, it's fucking way further. You're going to be expending way more, way more fuel, all this other shit, not to mention the wear and tear on the ships themselves from just traveling in the sea and going this extra fucking way. So everybody was, has been kind of saying that, Oh, all the analysts, I guess you could say the people that are, are in the, I don't know, geopolitics analysis realm have been just saying all this shit about, Oh, Iran shutting down the Strait of Hormuz and all this stuff. Yes. Iran could do that if they wanted to. I don't personally think they will shut it down because they use the Strait of Hormuz and they wouldn't want to risk us doing shit. So this is their way of doing that, of shutting it down by making it prohibitively more dangerous for anyone to want to send shit through there. So now the Iranians and they're they're shipping out because they ship all their oil and shit to Europe, all the shit that they ship out. That's where they send it through is the Strait of Hormuz. And none of their ships have been getting harassed because obviously they're telling the Houthis, hey, these are the ships you're going to fuck with or whatever. Or obviously don't fuck with our ships. And then, hey, that'll be good to go. So as of recently, over the last week or so, we, the United States, have started getting pissed off at this. And we really were just kind of just whatever. We were intercepting some missiles. We would intercept some of their bullshit because they weren't targeting us directly uh, they were they were targeting ships but they were cargo ships and they weren't necessarily american flagged cargo ships so we're just kind of like ah we're just we'll protect you but we're not going to go on we're do, what's what i'm looking for defensive maneuvers right we're not going to go offensive yet well last week that all changed because the houthis decided that they were going to actually launch an anti-ship missile at a u.s naval ship so they did. They launched it at it. Obviously, we took care of it before it even fucking got there. And it took like about two days. And then we were we were fucking their shit up. We just went and did an exploratory strike, essentially, of striking their radar site, that some radar site that they have in Yemen, which is where the Houthis operate out of. We strike, the, we strike this radar site. And when you know... You know you're you're going to really get fucked up when when you get a radar site taken out because we're not going to send oh stealth shit or anything like that cuz we wouldn't need to take that out which our stealth shit say what you will it's great stuff but we don't necessarily have the same amount of numbers or the uh I guess you could say the force of the non-stealth fighters and jets and bombers and shit that we have so 
you would get a precision strike and you know that that'd be it if we but we took out a radar site and so they sent all these fucking shit from the aircraft carriers that were over there and they just started bombing the shit out of fucking spots in Yemen. I saw some videos and shit that kind of came out. And man, everybody was saying, oh, no, it was very limited. Even the official release was, oh, it's a very limited, you know, strikes. And I'm like, oh, man, you guys were we were essentially doing the naval version of carpet bombing them or whatever. We were just we were just fucking blowing the shit out of a bunch of their stuff, <laughs> taking out villages left and right, like give no fucks given. And I think part of the reason why we can do that and get away with it is because they don't really have the internet there. So it took a guy, like the few videos that have, that you've been able to find or I've been able to find on the internet are from a guy who happened to be within safe distance, heard shit, and then started filming it like halfway through and then left. And then it happened, whatever, a week ago. These videos just kind of popped up on the internet like a day or two ago. So it's like, oh, it took this guy to get somewhere that had internet so he could fucking upload the videos online. So we've been essentially continually striking them as they're continuing to target us so now the escalation is starting to to happen with that specific region and iran's been talking shit and saying oh you guys can't do this this is bullshit such a bitch move though no it really is i mean i I agree i'm not i'm not specifically talking about the iranian people it's whoever's it's the government it's whoever's being the agitators because yeah for all we know i mean dude I don't have any problem with any group of people unless they're being problematic in some way. And it's, yeah. it's obviously not the general public because, I mean, you can't just pitch in whole, a whole group of people and say, oh, fuck the Iranians because, you know, they're all doing this. It's not, it's not true. It could be it could just be one faction, which was I mean, it's not Hezbollah because that's uh, that's Lebanon, right? Yeah. So what would, what's the group for Iran itself? It's the government. So the the military force. Okay, so this is this is where like we kind of talked about it a little bit before, but it does get weird with Iran. Iran because they're a government, but they're also essentially like like the guy who's the supreme leader, the Ayatollah. The Ayatollah. Yeah. He's yes the president of the country, but he's also the pope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's like you have you have a guy who is also the head political guy, but then also the religious leader at the same time. So I do agree with you. Yeah, mostly, I'm sure most Iranians probably don't give a shit or they're probably not 100% backing it, but that's where you do get a little bit of a a different mindset with the populace because, well, this is the religious leader telling us this and we believe the religion. So if he's telling us God is, is saying we need to do this, then shit, we, have, we, sh- we need to support this and we need to do it, right? Yeah. I'm sure that's what probably most average people the conclusions that they would make if they were told that so i do think that there are there in in iran they probably have more support for this shit than they would in say another country because the religion and the government are all on the same page right they're all in the same and then the iranians have the their their kind of like their military it's like their military and their like special forces i guess also it's the iranian revolutionary guard corps they're the ones who do all this shit that's we've been we've assassinated some of their some of their guys in in uh with airstrikes and shit like that yeah um so that Soleimani guy or whatever he's one of the guys that we that's like the big one that they're all we're gonna avenge this dude yeah that was like three or four years ago yeah and they've said all this shit and haven't done anything yet but this is this is the beginning of the retaliation and 
this is kind of where I I see the whole thing going because I do think that with what's been happening overall with China and the because not to not to transition subjects because this is still relevant to the to the same thing, but you've got the situation with the shipping and Iranian backed forces harassing shipping lanes, right? Then you've got North Korea over on the other side of the, uh, you know, oceans over there fucking around and trying to fuck with land and bombarding things and essentially ramping up their military for what seems to be something that I would have to be an invasion of somewhere. And the only logical place would be South Korea. So you've got these two guys doing this. You've got Israel having this issue that they're fucking having with uh, Hamas. And then you've essentially got all these little proxy wars that have been going on in Africa between really us and the Chinese and Chinese. Yeah. The Chinese have been, well, I guess Russians, but technically I feel like it's, it's at the behest of China because China is very interested in all of the resources that Africa holds. Well, as much as any country. Correct. But China, even though it's got a very large surface area, it's somewhat, poor in natural resources or I guess comparative to the land size. It doesn't have the level of natural resources that you would think something like that would have of this size. So they want it. They want that shit. They want all the fucking resources. So yeah, I think that they've really been backing and they've been going in and saying, Hey, Oh, we'll build you some of this shit. We'll build you some infrastructure and oh, yeah, let's have the mining rights to your area. But <coughs> Anyways, with all this stuff happening, the escalation of Iran right now with this whole thing, they're trying to suck us in. They're try- they are They tried. I know they claim they didn't support it or they didn't know about it, but I don't believe that Plausible for a second. deniability. Yeah. In, well, in terms of the Israel invasion, I think that was the first try. That was their first go of like, oh, man, we know the Americans will come to their, their aid and, and send military force. We did, but we haven't used it yet. And I think they said, ah, oh, shit. Well, that didn't work. So what are we going to do now? And now here, four or five months later, it's come to the point where they're like, okay, let's start fucking with the, sh- the shit. Let's start fucking with the shipping lanes. Now we're doing that. Okay, now we have responded. They have kind of poked the bear where now we're doing something about it. So the next logical step is for them to suck us in deeper into some sort of conflict, whether it be with the Houthis or whether it be with fuck, who knows? I don't think the Houthis, we would wipe them out in a fucking weekend. Yeah, but it really wanted to. It's low stakes. It is. It's low stakes for them or uh, what's the more proper? There's more upside for them. Yeah, it's low risk, high reward. Yeah, because it's just a small group. If they attack that group, it's it's instant wipeout. Oh, yeah. Uh, But it doesn't cost Iran anything. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't cost anybody. Well, it doesn't cost. Yeah, Iran anything. But they also have plausible deniability. And for them, it's like, if the U.S., I think that, yeah, the larger play is to go the U.S. into attacking Iran and then for Iran to turn around and say, hey, we never actually attacked you. Why are you guys coming after us for a war? Yeah, We didn't do anything. Because that's... And and then it just kind of sets the international state. Like, you know what? They're kind of right. Like, they didn't... but. You can't ignore the fact that they've been supplying them right. with, with, you know, weaponry for, you know, the, the Houthi group to attack us. Like you can't, you can't deny that either. So 
I mean, they're asking, they're essentially asking for it. Right. They Fuck are around and find out. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that's the motto I think we've had this whole time is just, yeah, if, if you fuck around, you're going to find out eventually. We only have so much tolerance for this horse shit. And where I think this fits into the larger scheme is again, it's, it's this death, death by a thousand cuts. That's, that's what's happening. It's, we're, we're having these little tiny things happen and yeah, it's, it's starting to bleed us dry. Ukraine bleeding us dry. Israel bleeding us dry. Now this shit in the Houthis, another resource heavy thing that's going to start bleeding us dry. If North Korea decides they're going to fuck around with South Korea, okay, that's going to be another thing that we're going to be start bleeding us dry. And then eventually, if you have enough, if you have enough small cuts, then the one, the one final killing blow will be fucking easy. I guess it's death by a thousand cuts. What I think where they fit, that's how that fits into the broader scheme or whatever. So yeah, but how, how does that relate to North Korea? Well, what, what are they doing? That's so. All right, cool. We'll, we'll transition into North Korea then, I guess right now. Uh, so with North Korea was this 41 minutes. So with North Korea, they've been, as we talked about before, They've been harassing little islands and contested and quote unquote disputed areas. They've been like not bombing it, but launching artillery. They've been ramping up their military exercises, their ballistic missile testing. And they've also been what, what I found out today was they've actually been selling missiles to Russia and Russia's been using them in the Ukraine. So I think that Kim Jong Wait, he's Kim Jong-un, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. I get them fucking confused. So I think he has become emboldened because he's been talking a lot of shit lately too in saying how South Korea is basically horse shit and he's going to capitalize, not capitalize. What did he, how did he, how did he phrase it? He's going to realize the dreams of his father and reunify the Korea. That That's, sounds awesome, but on the wrong side. Correct. On the wrong <laughs> side. Yes, Absolutely. That does sound great. We should reunify Korea, but with with democracy being the one that reunifies it, not communism. So I think he's become an emboldened as of late. And I think that because they're very good friends with China and I think China has been been filling and filling their head with uh, nonsense and saying, oh, yeah, you could take them. You could take fucking South Korea, but bro, don't even fucking trip, man. You got this. Look how many guys you got, man. And really, if you look at it, just the special forces alone of North Korea, they have like a quarter of a million people in their special forces division, which granted, sure, maybe one of their special forces or maybe 10 or 20 of their special forces guys are equivalent to one of our guys. But if you have a million dudes invade South Korea at the same time, fuck, what's anybody going to do about it? Nothing, unless you use nukes. That's the only way you're going to defend South Korea, which it, which partially is why I think they built the demilitarized zone in the first place is so that if North Korea decided to invade again, we could just nuke that area because it's already cleared out. There's no civilians living there. There's nothing there. How big is, how big is the radius? I feel like it's 10 miles or something to that effect, but That's it. like it's 10 miles in from in the distance. Maybe it's more. Uh, let's do DMZ dimensions. <laughs> Okay, so it's, oh, fuck. Okay, so it's 250 kilometers. Not fuck that. It's 160 miles long, but it's only two and a half miles wide. But 
there's a large swath of it that if they were going to use to invade, we could just nuke it and there's no civilians on the south. Because I think the way that South Korea is set up, a lot of their cities are not within a certain radius of the border between North Korea, like the DMZ or whatever. There are exceptions to that, obviously, where there's crossing points and all that shit. But for the most part, I think they try to keep shit away from there. And that's, like I said, very well could be the reason why is... Well, if you drop a couple tactical nukes on the DMZ when the North Koreans are invading, well, you're going to pretty much just kill North Koreans and yeah, you're going to irradiate the area, but you're probably not going to really lose a whole shit ton of civilians in terms of uh, South Korean civilians. So I think that's why they created that to begin with was to give because two and a half miles is not that fucking far in, in a sense of giving them time to react. Because if you see them just all of a sudden show up on the on the border with a shit ton of shit tanks. Well, fuck, man. How long does it take to drive fucking two and a half miles? I mean, shit. If you're going fucking 60 miles an hour or let's just say 40 miles an hour, that's what? Essentially like four minutes, you know, or something like that. Three or four minutes. So that's not a buffer. But you could launch nuclear missiles in that time if you saw them on the border and shit. You could have impact within four minutes depending on if you launched them from uh, a submarine that was, say, off the coast. You could easily do that. So this shit can't, can't be that good, dude. I think the only reason you're using them is because it's functional. It's like, all right, well, I mean, it's not like North Korea. I mean, we've, we hear all this shit about them building nuclear missiles. Dude, it's been like fucking 30, 40 years of yeah. shit talking. Where the fuck? Where are they, man? Where, yeah, where are the missiles, bitch? Yeah, it's like. <laughs> It's like George Bush, dude, you know, in Iraq. It's like, where are the goddamn missiles, dude? Yeah, where's the WMDs? The WMDs, dude. So I'm not sure when, or I mean, really, I don't have any idea if anything's actually going to happen, right? But I would venture to say with, again, where this fits into the scheme of the death by a thousand cuts. And when you have Taiwan just elected a new president, right? So that's in the area, and obviously that really pissed off China, and they, they've, they've basically just been talking shit this whole time. So we know China wants to take back Taiwan. What a great way to distract the American military if South Korea, or I mean North Korea, pulls some shit and, and tries to maybe conduct a land invasion of South Korea again. Because that would tie us the fuck up for sure. We, there would be no question about it. That would tie us the fuck up. And if we were tied the fuck up, we ain't going to probably be able to fuck with Taiwan. We're just going to have to bomb it so they don't get the factories. That's basically what's probably going to happen. So it sucks, but that's the reality of where we're at. And obviously, even here with our own problems that we're having here in, in the U.S., just with ourselves is fucking causing issues, right? With with all we got a presidential election coming up, which is very dividing i guess you could say amongst the populace so we're already divided enough and shit man we got our own problems to deal with we can't be we can't be playing world police anymore really which kind of sucks because now this is the time for our enemies to start taking over and doing shit and taking things that they want that we've essentially deterred them from doing because they didn't want to fuck around and find out but plan Z is always the nukes, dude. Oh, yeah, of course. That's always the plan. 
It's always Plan Z. That's always I, the end all be all. I don't, just, I don't, I don't eh. really care, dude. I nukes at this point. <laughs> just launch nuke, the nukes. Nuke the Middle East. I don't give a fuck at this point. I don't care. I, I know that's very. Uh, what's the word to say? Careless. Uh, uh, another word. A in, fancy word for careless. Okay, so is is uncompassionate a word? Incom- is incompassionate? Incompassionate? I don't know Shit, what the right. Man, now correct. we gotta look up words. Fuck, oh, man. God damn. Well, did you? Do you have a word of the day? I'm gonna have to save that. I'm gonna have to do that in in the in between of uh, while we're talking. So I'm gonna yeah, have to yeah. think about one. But uh, it's yeah. not a very compassionate thing to say. We can say it. there. We go. <sighs> but I agree with you. Kind of just fuck. Who cares now? Just. Just get rid of it. Just get it over with. Let's just get it over with. Middle East shit, dude. I'm I'm just I'm I'm tired of hearing people. Man, this is so heartless to say, but I'm over it, man. I'm I'm done with uh free Palestine, all that shit. Cause you if you really cared, you'd be over there and fucking handing doing out it. doing be, it. doing doing the Red Cross shit, handing out food and all that stuff. But you get to you get to sit back here in the US. In your fucking lazy boy recliner, true. Eating, eating your thirteen dollar Chipotle fucking oh, dinner. It's, it's like nineteen dollars now, isn't it? Whatever the fuck it is, I don't know <laughs> it's what it pricey. is. Pricey, yeah. Chipotle's it's not, it's cheap. not cheap. But you want to play armchair fucking good armchair guy. general, yeah. Armchair good guy, and say free Palestine, dude. I don't want to hear it, man. I don't want to hear it. You can pick it all you want. You could fucking go and do all these protests in you know city hall at Los Angeles. Doesn't do any good. Correct. Does nothing. It does nothing but piss everybody else off. And I also equally don't give a shit about Israel, dude. We have no vested interest other than, hey, we can plant some nukes here or, you know, we need these guys because we technically don't have an ally in the Middle East. So it's like Israel is right. the only company that we have that is uh, that we can rely on. And fu- I don't give a fuck, dude. Don't Honestly, give a fu- don't give a fuck. I really think the only reason we ever really started protecting Israel or what have you is because they got nukes and we don't want them to fall into the wrong hand. So, cause if, if Israel falls, well, I mean, if Israel falls, they're going to so just what? nuke everybody. Well, so they're, they're the just going to nuke what? everybody. That's their, that's their Samson option is, is they're just going to nuke everyone. Yeah. Like, the, so I mean, and we're not even technically should be, we shouldn't even be responsible. It's like the UK was the one that, that fucked this whole the, thing up. Yeah. yeah. I agree that they should be the ones holding the bag on this. And I think the only reason that we've carried it on is because of the Christian fanaticism that we need to protect the Israelites in order for Armageddon to happen or some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, you're probably what, right. Whatever the, whatever the doomsday scenario is in their head that this is the end all be all of all wars. Like, man, all these fucking religions are death cults, dude. Fuck all of them. Yeah, that's a very good point. I do agree with you on that. Speaking of... Uh, Nukes and death cults. Well, maybe not death cults, but well, maybe death cults. The uh, there's another thing that was all I had to say about that issue. But the uh, there's another thing that got that. Actually, let me retract my statement. Okay, go ahead. I don't think there's anything wrong with having faith, sure. but when it becomes something that escalates to this point, where everybody's at each other's throats, that is when it's problematic, dude. You you can believe whatever you want. Yeah, but leave everybody else alone as well. You don't have to fucking pot or you don't have to uh, go door to door trying to sell your religion to somebody else. You could build the army for the end times. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. And I think that I think everybody should be able to just believe whatever the fuck they want to believe as long as it's not affecting anyone else. Right. So as long as you aren't coming to my door 
telling me I should believe your horseshit story, then I'm fine with it. Do whatever you want. Keep it in your own shit. But yeah. don't come to me telling me that I'm wrong and I need to believe your shit. That's when we have a problem. So, and, and I also want to attract that I don't, not to say I don't care about the plight of the Palestinians because, dude, they have, they have a pretty good case to say, hey, we were here first and... And so do the Israelis. The Israelis have yeah, an equal absolutely. stake in uh, Jerusalem and all that shit. Because, I mean, as much as the as much as much the Palestinians were there, it's like they were there too. And yeah. this is a thing that's been happening for fucking centuries and shit. And it, God damn it, it sucks that we can't figure it out. And maybe it's never going to get figured out. And uh, yeah, it's just a very hairy situation. And yeah, I think I overreacted, but still, I, I still fucking hate all this. And it's all I, bullshit. I, I don't even I, I don't want to say I don't want to talk about it because, I mean, it has to be talked about at some point. But I'm not I'm not the one pretending to be a fucking virtuous person either. That's true. We're not doing any virtue signaling here. Yeah. And I think we've been very good about not picking a side and Talking about when we do talk about this, we talk about it in a very neutral way. I mean, obviously, we support the American side more than anything else. I mean, that's pretty obvious. But I'm just industrial complex. Yeah, Yeah, fuck yeah, baby. Yeah, hell yeah, Lockheed Martin. Yeah, number fucking one. Yeah, Raytheon. Raytheon also number fucking one, man. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I love that shit. Sikorsky also number one. Number one. As we learned, fucking a. That's my. That's the only team I pick. Hell yeah, that's the only team that matters. So, but on the other shit, yeah, I think we've been giving it a fair shake in the sense of, well, we're, you're not sitting here listening to us say, oh, the this side should be is the one that's right. And it's fucked up that they're doing this and that. And sure, maybe it is, but we're at least analyzing it objectively without having picked a side. Oh, you, you know what? It's also fucked about all, all this, dude. Again, this is something that we've already talked about. Yeah. But, uh, yes. The Palestinians that are displaced have basically nowhere to go because every yeah. surrounding border not taking anybody right yeah that's fucked up oh yeah you were going to talk about the yeah the, the, Egypt thing. The, the south so the southern border of the what is it the gaza strip or whatever part borders with egypt there's a i don't even know what the foot the footage of this uh this wall is but yeah. let's say it's like 20 or 30 feet right but they're not having the Palestinians come in either. They don't want it because they know how fucking crazy and rowdy they get. So, oh, yeah. And I'm, again, I'm not I'm not talking about the entire populace of uh, the Palestinian people. It's the the Hamas affiliated or the Hamas enthusiasts or even the sure, Hamas yeah. directly involved. related. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's those people. And they're not they're just not letting anybody in. So it's like. They're essentially boxed into a. It's like shooting fish in a barrel, dude. They're 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 kind of fucked. I mean, oh, the, yeah. the, the people that are just there and have to deal with that shit. I mean, it's not fair to them either. No, it's definitely not. And it also sucks that that the Egyptians have been like, "Oh man, we don't want none part of this." Fucking sorry, you guys are just all gonna have to die, I guess, because uh, you can't yeah, come we, in here. I mean, I do think that 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 border wall or whatever they put up, it is it is pretty advanced. However. I do think with the right amount of ingenuity, <laughs> the and right. maybe the right uh, right people from a certain location, yeah, could really go over there and help yeah. them. I think scale. I think a Mexican could could yeah. I, I think the Mexican. I think we should send some Mexicans over there, yeah, to go ahead and teach those Palestinians how to fucking defeat the the wall because 
got they're they're excellent. That's like they're excellent yeah. at it. They are like the Olympic fucking version of of wall defeating, I guess. Or whatever. <laughs> that, if wall defeating was an Olympic event, oh yeah, they they'd be the gold every time. Yeah, I mean it's it's caves. It's uh oh man, perfect man shit. You got to get a tree with shade involved yep, at some shade. point. Oh fuck yeah, man! Hey, we still <laughs> do. We still do need to build the cup slash game rage trebuchet. Yeah, fucking device. Yeah, and I will probably go to jail for it, but it's worth it. See, we're craft Mexicans are crafty, dude. We yeah. know we poke holes at the wall, and they're like, "Oh, this is the weak point. We gotta we can let's just, attack it." Yeah, let's we, do it. We, we could just uh uh saw it off or some bullshit and then we find a way in or or maybe you climb over it with the, with our expertise and our equipment you we could we could save the palestinian people true yeah the right price the right, exactly because you know what ain't nothing for free nowadays yeah. all right you got to pay for this shit you want to live you got to pay the yeah money. i don't know what the equivalent of a coyote is in, uh, <laughs> of palestine in palestine but it'd probably be like a jackal or something yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> a fucking hyena oh man imagine what their payday would be is like oh if they, shit like, man yeah you hit them up and well but you know what sucks though is the people that live there probably don't have any money so <laughs> And, and obviously now they don't have anything worth value because it's all blown up. So it's okay. I I think we can make we can make, make an a arrangement. Deal. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I know how because as we as you know, a person that knows of Mexican history, the uh, tacos al pastor was not invented by us. It was brought over from Lebanon. Oh yeah, it was a shepherd. The meat, the way they prepared the meat, we just assimilated that into our culture. So. Maybe we'll just have the Palestinians become Mexican citizens and we'll assimilate their food and make it or turn it yeah. up to 11. So, yeah, it'll be an even exchange in that way. That's true. That'd be <laughs> legit. All the Palestinian refugees coming to Mexico to yeah. fucking uh, assimilate into the culture. Yeah. Mexico. A OK. Yeah. A OK. <laughs> number two, U.S. number one, but Mexico number two. Yeah. Clearly in the lead. Um. Anyways. All right. So. Oh, yeah. This was the next thing I was going to get into is the. That thing with the note, no, the NOTAM, right? The note, it's a, it's called a NOTAM. It's, it stands for Notice to Airmen, and it is essentially, if there's any kind of hazard or there's any kind of dangerous weather, or if there's, you know, like there's the the, the missiles flying over into the Ukraine, there's a NOTAM issued for that to avoid the area so you don't get accidentally hit by a fucking missile. Uh, if there's any kind of significant things happening, volcanoes, you know, that's a so the, they issued a NOTAM for, oh, what was it called? It's in the Marshall Islands, but it's specifically this atoll called Kualajian Atoll, which I'm probably fucking that up and saying it wrong, but eh, whatever. Uh, and they issued this NOTAM from, I think it was January like 7th or 8th, all the way to like, I think January 31st. Where, where are the Marshall Islands? Are they, they're like... In the, uh, they're in like the South uh, Pacific, I, I want to say, is where like Fiji or some shit. Yeah, kind of like around there. Let me let me just Google it. Marshall Islands on the map. They are they're like above Australia. Okay, so Marshall Islands. Oh man, that was loud. Whatever the fuck that was, something blowing up. They are uh, they're like northeast of of fucking Australia. Okay. So the Marshall Islands in the past is kind of where we've tested out a lot of our nuclear weapons or our atomic weapons, I guess. 
And so one of the things that they issued this NOTAM for was, well, the only thing that they issued it for was for what they were considering dangerous radiation levels. And it says in the thing, likely of which are caused to are likely to cause loss of life. If you <laughs> fly through this area, you'll yeah. die. You're going to die right. from the radiation. So to me, the only thing that that could mean is that we're back, baby. We're fucking testing nuclear weapons again, and we're fucking doing them out in the open and telling everybody to get fucked. Because, I mean, shit, I know there's probably going to be nobody out there on a boat with a cell, with a satellite phone and, you know, a video camera, like, videoing that shit. But, man, that would be so cool if we could see that live stream. Fucking somebody out there when they're doing an actual, like, nuclear weapons test. That'd be pretty dope. I don't think that's going to happen. And... This could also just be a bluff by us. This could just be us throwing that out there. It alerts everybody, and then people start to think, well, why would there be a radiation hazard in the place that, oh, they used to test nuclear mess- <laughs> They used to test nuclear bombs there. Oh, shit. They're probably testing nuclear bombs again, because that's, that's what I immediately thought of. That's it the is- only thing that it could be. I f- or, or as you said, you know, Godzilla is, is finally Godzilla, emerging, yeah. you know. Uh, I mean, it's close enough to China that I think it'd be worrisome. They're like, what? fuck are they doing yeah so who knows what we're doing or what anybody's who knows what's actually really happening but it is interesting to note in this time of strife throughout the world oh now now we're all of a sudden testing nuclear or likely testing nuclear weapons again Hmm. are there actually people at the marshall islands i i don't know that i think maybe there are well maybe not because we used to test there so marshall islands population yeah there's forty five thousand people that live there as of 2021 is that in that area can a u.s citizen move there hmm are the people in the marshall islands u.s citizens uh no there are three countries that are sometimes referred to as the freely associated states those citizens are non-immigrants blah 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 blah. so micronesia wait oh no okay so it's Palau, wait, immigration status of citizens of the, the Marshall Islands, Palau, and the, the, the Republic of Micronesia. <laughs> uh, the, they are, okay, so these three states are freely associated states. They are non-immigrants when admitted under the terms of these nations' respective compacts of free association with the U.S., but they are not citizens or nationals of the United States. Um, you know what sucks for them? What's that? Is that the U.S. probably approached them and they're like, hey, uh, we can keep you safe from everything that's ha- that happens in the world. But we, we've never had any problems to begin with. Yeah, but you're going to have problems. But yeah. yeah, you brought that. Like, <laughs> you you started that. Like, you're, you're the U.S. You you make problems. And they're like, I, oh, see, we never so, asked for this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the people that live there are given an automatic indefinite work authorization in the United States. So they, they could essentially work here with no limit forever. So they could come here and basically they're like a permanent visa. Yeah. If they were, if we were going to start testing nukes again over there, I'm sure we'd go, go to all these people and be like, Hey, I, at that point, they just make them us citizens. If that's what that's they would like, do. Yeah. yeah. They just make them us. say, Hey guys, this is what we'll do. We'll give you guys us citizenship. We'll give you a place to stay for your trouble of but, giving up your home. But you guys provoke this. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> what do you do about it? <laughs> we said we promised your safety, but we didn't save you from your problems or the problems that we brought on to you. Yeah, yeah. We just saved you from, you know, yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so yeah, uh, who knows? Who knows what the fuck? Um, oh, and then real quick, one thing I forgot to mention back about the Houthis. Going through that whole area of uh, the Strait of Hormuz and the Red Sea and all that area, okay. there is a shit ton of undersea internet cables that go through there. Okay. And one of them is the largest connector of the internet to from Asia to Europe. So if something were to happen and that were to get cut, now granted, here the communication between us and Europe is fine and us and Asia is fine because ours are all the way over here, but it would be it would be impacting all basically the entire European or the Eurasian continent essentially would would lose out on potentially internet. Oh god, dude. What are they going to beat off to then? They won't have Mia Khalifa on Pornhub anymore. That's true. Well, you know, uh, playing StarCraft will just get a hell of a lot easier if (laughs) if the Asians are taken out of the equation here. And if you also take out the Europeans too, man, we don't have to worry about anybody on no crazy Russian hackers on Fortnite or, you know, really anything at all. We we would be, we would be set. This is, that would probably be the best thing that could ever happen in terms of (laughs) us. So I'm in favor of them cutting this fucking internet line. Fuck them. Get get, get the internet out of there. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, but yeah, so that was just back to backtrack on that. And then do we have any updates on the Miami situation? Oh yeah, actually. Well, I mean, we, we, we do, uh, in terms of, there has essentially officially there there has been no video footage come out of this there has been no security camera footage no people on cell phone footage nothing has come out no one's even talking about it there's been a couple people that have come online which you don't again who the fuck knows if they're telling the truth or not we will never know but they're coming on they're wearing masks so their identities is 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 still anonymous and they are they they've given accounts of oh yeah it was these 10 foot tall beings that were phasing in and out of reality and all this crazy shit so just a few days later the miami police department puts out this instagram post of them talking about something to do with some kind of safety bullshit and the whole fucking time there was this little alien that they put in there that kept sneaking into the back and he was it was like a digital you know thing and he would just he would he would, it was clearly fake and then the guy like interacts with it at the end of the video and it's just like come on you guys really really did you guys need to fucking do that now you're just adding more fuel to the fucking fire um it is strange that there hasn't been anything come out even the people that were talking about it saying that they didn't hear any crazy shit with fireworks or whatever that was these kids were allegedly supposed to have done. So I do not believe the official story whatsoever. I don't know if it's fucking aliens, but I, I don't think what they're saying happened is what happened. I don't think that it was kids with sticks or fireworks fucking doing shit. So, um, yeah, the ongoing. What, what, what pro- I don't understand what problem. Everybody else is cool. Yeah, I don't know. But she threatened you gonna go back to the dog pound, you fuck. <laughs> ah, they don't understand that. But anyways, so yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what the real. Who knows if we'll ever we'll probably story. never know what the real story is. Everybody knows the real story. The well, real story is that yes, some, in in uh, the pop darts bowl happened. Correct. And I'm very suspicious of the fact that the timing. 
between the Pop-Tarts Bowl in which a sentient pastry was murdered. Murdered and eaten. Murder, yes, and cannibalized by well, people at the at the very end of the festivities. Correct, yeah. For all we know, this was an act of diplomacy between the uh the sentient, sentient pastry race, yeah, or sentient pastries. And now they have engaged in battle, potential battle with the Miami situation. That is my personal theory that uh Oh yeah, no, I definitely I definitely believe you and I anybody or agree with you, anyone who has any images or videos of this cuz I've heard I've heard a couple accounts I mean, think about it. Everybody's describing these things as 10 feet tall. It kind of fits the description of the Pop-Tart person. Right, yeah. Phasing in and out of reality, I mean, that's definitely something that Pop-Tarts generally do. I mean, they go between the states, all the states. They're solids, they're liquids, they're plasma, they're fucking air or uh, whatever. So they go through all the states of matter. So it, it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility for a fucking sentient pastry to have figured out interdimensional travel. I, I just think this whole, this has turned into an inter, an intergalactic diplomacy situation that has gone awry. And as a result of that, we had the Miami yeah. police situation. So right. As my, that is, I have my R-Truther helmet. True. Tinfoil hat. Patented R-Truther tinfoil hat on. To, uh, to spin this theory, and uh, we we will for, we will follow up on this this development. Absolutely, and hopefully we will get someone to uh, you know send us something that we can maybe valid- validate this theory with. So, anyways, all right. Well, I mean, you got anything else to talk about? No, I, I have a feeling that the next episode is going to be about the Obama movie. Yeah. I think that's probably what's going to end up or happening. Could save it for yeah. I mean, well, either way, because yeah, I do want to do a deep dive on that. So <laughs> I'm thinking that that that's probably what it's going to be. The next episode is going to be because I also had some shit about that disease X to talk about. But I mean, we've already hit an hour ten, so we're good. We don't need to we don't need to keep pushing. So that could be a subtopic for another episode. So yeah. All so right. anyways, I guess that's pretty much the end here. The, so the virus thing. You what, what is it? What is it called? Disease X is what they're disease calling X. it. All right, and then uh, and then a great name, dude. That's the, gonna be yeah, it is. Yeah, I have a feeling that's gonna turn into a punk band's name. Oh, uh, Disease X. Yeah, Disease X. Because yeah. you know, you know, you know, something with an X. Yeah, it, it, that that just sounds fucking extreme and disease hardcore. Disease X, dude. Uh, so we got that, and we got the Obama movie <laughs> Left Behind or whatever the fuck it's called. Disease X with their new album Eternal Lockdown. <laughs> Eternal Lockdown, dude. <laughs> Uh, that Fuck. is that's too perfect. That, that is that man. might actually end up being something. I think some I think that is going to be something that we're going to fucking do. That's yeah. great. Oh, uh, and anyways, so yeah, so stay tuned for that episode coming up in, in in a week or two. And also, if you could be so kind as to support, <coughs> if you want to show us your support, go on and listen to Millennial Frog's new album, Based in Space Pilled. It's out now on everything fucking that has music on it. Spotify, iTunes. Apple Music, like 35 or 40 other ones that I don't remember off the top of my head because they're very irrelevant. Deezer. But it's, well, not Deezer, but yeah. Well, no, it's on Deezer. It's on Deezer as an album, and it's also on Deezer as a podcast. So even if you don't have, if you fucking don't have Apple Music or Spotify, you don't have any of these fucking services, right? 
I know you got one service because you're listening to us on it. And even if that service is listening to it on our website, guess what? The whole album's on the website as a podcast. So you can literally listen to it that way. True story. So however you want, just go to your little Google machine or your little fucking whatever you listen to shit on and type in Millennial Frog. And you can listen to the second album, Bass and Space Pilled, and also go back and listen to the first album, Comfy Tunes for the End Times. Excellent. They're both excellent. I think Millennial Frog is a great new artist that's come out, and he is our signed, our our first signed artist, and we, you know, we just want you to help support us by supporting him. So please. I didn't plug this at the beginning of the episode so you guys can get straight into it and hear it, but now it's at the end, so fuck, it's appropriate because we're, we're ending. So do us the favor. Go there and and listen to it. You don't have to pay for it. It's free. It's fucking free. We had him put this out for free because you people need to listen to it. Yeah, I've never seen Josh and Millennial Frog in the same room. Yeah, this is, we've been in the same room before. Yeah, it's, it's happened. <laughs> it's happened a couple times I think I was just on the phone with him the other day talking to him so I got my tin I got my R-Truth tinfoil hat on dude <laughs> oh you son of a bitch anyways alright well this is the end of the episode so thanks for listening uh, stay tuned for the new uh, next episode and also go listen to all of other shit GameRageMagazine.com fucking uh, listen to Millennial Frog be a good time <laughs> That was the latest episode of the Central Unintelligence Podcast. Don't forget, subscribe and like on Instagram and TikTok at Game Rage Magazine. We're also on Twitter slash X at Game Rage Mag. Also, our website, www.gameragemagazine.com.